This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, VLORDGTZ, and with me today I have one of our regular members of the crew, Laser Kid. Here, somehow. Yeah, we're, we're alive. We're, we're doing things. We are doing things. Slaying we somehow demons. survived. Yeah, yeah, fighting demons. It's, it's good. It's a regu- regular part of the Demon Slayer core. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be Hashira in no time. Absolutely. Yeah, but today we are talking about episodes 4 to 7 of the Entertainment District English dub. Which, I mean, we, we've talked about this before sub, but man, this dub is so good. Oh, man. Yes, absolutely. Now, I, I watched the whole thing sub, which I didn't do for the first season. I watched like the first couple episodes sub before I fell off. This having coming from the sub to the dub, it's almost like watching a whole different show almost. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah, in a good way. It's like I, I'm used to like watching both the sub and the dub for Demon Slayer, but the dub's really just been killing it, especially this season, like it's it's felt like my entire viewing experience of Demon Slayer is being enhanced. I agree. There's so much love going into this. The performances has been amazing. Oh god. And Everyone the is doing itself is also game. amazing too, so that helps, but it really boy, does. all the things are working together perfectly. Everything in its proper place at its proper time. Mm-hmm, for sure. So was there anything like specifically rewatching these episodes that really stuck out to you, Laser? I mean the biggest thing are gonna be the ones for the most recent episode, but if I uh I'll hold on, put a a little uh, tab in that. A lot of the stuff I really liked is just Uzui, Uzui's wives, all of our new characters showing up have been interesting. Uh, Daki, as we said last time, is just a joy to watch in English. And of course, our main three boys are as on on their A game as, as they've been throughout this entire show. So there's been a lot of little things here, little things there. But the two things that stick out to me is Hushabai actually being dubbed song, sung. Just wow. Blew me away. And speaking of being blown away, there is our dub voice for Gyutaro. Oh, man, the dub voice for Gyutaro. I, I, if you told me they got the Japanese voice actor for Gitaro to to just do his lines in English and then he was just fluent in English and that's who they got, I'd believe you. Yeah, it's like Brandon McInnes, like it almost feels like he just like carbon copied like the voice of uh, Ryota Osaka who did it in Japanese. Like it's pitch perfect. It the is delivery perfect. is perfect and. It sound it, it it keeps that creepy vibe. It does it. He does it the same way. It, it, you you said it. It sounds pitch perfect, but it doesn't sound forced either. It sounds like yeah, this is just Gutaro in English, and it's beautiful. 
Oh man, the line where like uh, they're talking about the Uzui having three wives. Oh god! And Gutaro's reaction, I I died. Oh, I died inside. Oh my gosh! Yes, I I I was blown away by it. And I know I've just jumped right into episode seven instead of the the uh, the other three, and they're all really good episodes. But this is where a lot of the things I'm noticing came from, just because a lot of it's just you know it's really good, and I don't know what else to say. I mean, again, Uzui's wives are fantastic on point but this stuff is just amazing also docky crying just a plus <laughs> yes i mean i guess to talk about the previous episode a little bit i think the main things that stuck out to me were kind of just the prevailing themes about like family and legacy that they kind of bring up a lot and something like i noticed when we were watching the sub but kind of rewatching with the dub i really kind of like Really, how much it's emphasized this early on, like, especially, uh, I really love the scene where, like, they're flashing back to, um, the early lives of, like, Uzui with his wives and, like, Uzui talking about, like, prioritizing, like, your own life and, like, staying alive rather than just, like, blindly sacrificing yourself. And, like, also just the parallels you can make between, say, Tanjiro and Nezuko to Gyu Taro and Daki as well. Like, in episode 7, like, you have that scene where Nezuko starts crying, and that's automatically being paralleled by Daki crying as well. And they're both being supported by their older siblings. Indeed. That, um, th that parallel is probably one of the strongest pillars of this arc. I mean, besides, you know, Uzui himself just being fabulous. Yeah, and the other thing, too, was... uh. When Rengoku's father mentions all the stuff about the mark and uh, sun breathing, and like Tanjiro's kind of saying, like, I don't have that type of like heritage or like talent or whatever. And I mean, Laser, you and I know kind of <laughs> what the themes and stuff going around with this, but I think it's a really good foreshadowing for the fact of like a theme that's going to be brought up later in the series about like legacy is not just blood. Yep. It's something that's passed down through the people you care about and just your impact on society. Absolutely. And I definitely agree. With that. And we really see that when Tanjiro has that kind of like huge power up moment against Daki and he's like, he's not a special person by any means, but he has this capability inside him. He's worked at it, and everything he's got, he's earned from hard work. For sure. This boy's been hustling. He's been he's bleeding been all over the place. <laughs> I mean, if I was going to say any one of the three was the quote-unquote chosen one, it would have to be Inosuke. Yeah, I mean, he could, like, dislocate every bone in his body. I mean, Who else can do that? Nobody else I know can do that. This guy just shows up and is just immediately like, hey, I'm a badass. And he is a badass right off the gate. Now, he also, not to discredit him, he works his butt off, too. But of the three, I'd say he's the one that has, quote unquote, the most natural talent, whatever that even means. But he's not even the strongest one. It's just he started higher, I'd say. But all three of them work their butts off. It's, it's one of the things that makes Demon Slayer interesting. Yeah, and it's like interesting, too, when like we bring like Uzui into the mix too, as well, where like. Uzui, sure, he's, like, kind of overpowered compared to, like, Tanjiro and the others, but by the end of Episode 7, we're seeing, like, he's not, like, invincible either. Like, Gyutaro's, like, pretty on par with, like, 
him yeah, at I mean, that moment. They, they've made a point that while Hashira are very strong within the Demon Slayer Corps, we have Muzan going, you killed a Hashira. Of course you killed a Hashira. That's a foregone conclusion. Demon killing a human. Come on, man. Now, Muzan's being a dick, but there's a point there. Demons have a strong advantage against any human that fights them. Hashira are just really strong humans. They're, they're not gods. Yeah, and like they mentioned the series like multiple times how like a lot of Hashira have like died fighting like the demons. But on the other end, there have been very few uh Kizuki, especially in the upper ranks, that have died. Yeah, I mean they've they've been the same and stagnated for centuries. Yeah, so like it's a big uphill battle and like yeah, I like the fact that like even Tanjiro, when he's like getting this like increase in power. It's still not like he's bulldozing through his enemies. Like there's still limitations. We're saying Tanjiro. Tanjiro <laughs> went Super Saiyan, and now Muzan's gonna die. Ultra Instinct Tanjiro. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Well, and. That's something about the series in general I do like is that sort of thing doesn't happen. Not that I have a problem with that. I'm a big Dragon Ball mark. But that doesn't mean that I want that in every story. And Demon Slayer doing its own thing makes it really interesting. Yeah. Like, I think especially in this arc where this main fight, it feels like every advantage that they're getting feels earned. For the oh, yeah. most part. Like Definitely. Because you see that visual struggle. Like, you have points where, like, okay, Nesco's coming out of nowhere with a huge, like, power boost and everything. But, like, even then, it's not like it's forever, it's not, like, having a lasting impact on the fight in terms of, like, they're now, like, at a big advantage or anything. Speaking of Nezuko, I think we've heard her do the most, I guess, grunting, but and, and crying and screaming or whatever, but the most we've technically heard of Nezuko in the entire show, I think. Yeah, I guess so. That's like, it's interesting to think about, because, like, I, I understand a lot of the complaints that people have about, like, Nezuko being kind of underutilized, especially Validity uh, to that. In, in the early parts of the series. Um, and I, I kind of like that she does end up playing a role here, um, even if it is kind of relatively minor for the most part. Yeah, I definitely think there's some validity to that criticism, although... I'm just glad she's not, like, completely sidelined, and I'm happy to see moments like this. Um, and you and I both know where this is going. She's growing as a person throughout all of this. It's all according to Keikaku. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious uh, how the anime-only fans will react to future arcs and stuff <laughs> with Nezuko. Because I think, like, a lot of people that have issues with Nezuko might have a change of opinion later in certain storylines. I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. Um, she, she's going to have at least a big moment, I'd say. Yeah. A big moment. And also some other moments that maybe could have been better, but well, it balances yeah, out to a net positive. I think, I think so too. And ultimately like any character in demon slayer, that's not Tanjiro. She has some focus, but not nearly as much. Yeah. And that's that's the nature of the game. She is not the protagonist. Hashtag not a Tanjiro. Hashtag not Go a Tanjiro. Go to the back of the line. 
Nezuko, you're just Tanjiro's little sister. Sorry. I'm trying to think of what else really stood out to me here. Because, I mean, the one thing, too, is like, the the moment where Tanjiro's remember to breathe, man, watching it again this time, like, it gripped me even harder this time. Like, mm-hmm. the animation, the the delivery of the lines, it it's just so perfect. Like, I know we say it's so perfect all the time, but it really is, like, perfect. I mean, I am a guy who watches dubs in general, so I'm not the most hard to please on dubs. I mean, as long as it's not bad. Like, if you're, Dragon Ball Z's dub can just go away and into a trash can place, <laughs> but... I, I am not that hard to please on dubs. I, I can be enjoyed moderate to, to great dubs. Anywhere in that, that category, I'll be happy. This is... Like, one of the best dubs I've seen. The, the only dub I'd say that really competes with it is the One Piece dub. Oh, man, that's high praise knowing how much you love the One Piece dub. I love that One Piece dub, but they're, they're both really good dubs. I, I, I would, if you ask me which one's better, I would have trouble deciding. Uh, but the, one of the scenes that really stuck out to me was when Uzui was asking the uh, manager of one of the uh, houses about who he thinks took... Uh, Zenitsu and you know killed his wife and oh man the delivery in this in this dub was so well done it was a scene I really liked in the sub as well but I felt was enhanced in English just the way it was delivered it really hit an impact Mm, yeah I agree and that reminded me of one other thing I wanted to talk about about Uzui um and that was the fact that like you really see his flaws as a leader in this part of the arc too because like when Zenitsu gets like captured he's starting to realize oh wait maybe I messed up here I was so much in a rush to save my wives that I wasn't prioritizing the like safety of my juniors and it's like it's a really good turnaround from like the initial kind of over the top like reckless personality you think he has and, like, you see that there's some actual genuine heart underneath that, which I, I really like that they give depth to Uzui. You could just have him be this, like, static, like, gem of a character that's just, like, cracking jokes and, like, dabbing or something all over the place. But, no, he he's a flamboyant, uh, flashy guy with heart. Yep, and without that heart, I probably hate him because I did hate him at first when reading the manga, <laughs> and I, he only earned my my admiration when it turned out. Oh, he's also a good guy. Well, now that flame buoyancy is fun instead of annoying because there's there's substance there. It's flash and substance. Mm-hmm. And like we mentioned before, like yeah, Tanjiro's kind of the star of like the series, obviously. But I like how like this arc and a lot of arcs moving forward, like they take the time to really gun and go in depth with each one of these Hashira and kind of see like, okay, this is who they are. And rather than just having them be these like overtowering figures. And I, I think it really is just a testament to how well Demon Slayer handles like expanding its cast in like a natural way and like, giving each one of those additions like impact. Definitely agree. Um, I, I was making a kind of a crack there about, you know, you're not Tundra, you don't get a development, but that's not entirely true. And it's not even true of Nesca. Nesca gets development. Just uh, be patient there, uh, anime only. Um, but it, 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 
other characters can get major focus, and the Hashira tend to get the most focus outside of Tanjiro, Zenitsu, and Inosuke. And in some cases, I'd say they do more than those two. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything else you want to say about these episodes, Laser? Think deep into your heart. What does your soul feel? Deep into my heart of hearts, I will always love Alex Lay's Zenitsu, and everything he's been doing this entire dub has just been fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Like, honestly, I, I've, I've loved him since day one of the dub, but, oh gosh. I went gushed over his major scene in the last time we talked about these episodes. But even since then, like, I mean, yeah, he's asleep, but the fact that he behaves differently while asleep, and it's still him, well done. We give Alex Lay all the praise for his godly Zenitsu performance. Absolutely. Also, sir, I, I don't know what kind of cough drops you take, but they've got to be like maximum strength or something. Good job. Give don't him the finest face. cough drops in the land. <laughs> Must be. Dare drop them on his house. <laughs> we, we need to protect that man's throat so we can keep getting Zenitsu. Save his throat. Alex Lay, your throat needs to be protected. Yeah, I mean, honestly, all the characters that have to scream, like scream or yell in like the series, like I, I, I do not envy them. Like nor I. That's that's got to be rough. It's probably yeah, very painful. Yeah. Overall, I think these episodes were very solid, as you'd expect, and I'm looking forward to talking about the final stretch when they all come out. I think we'll probably just end up like doing. 8 through 11 in one go. I mean, that makes the most sense to me. Yeah, and man, that's gonna be a doozy to talk about again. I haven't rewatched episode 10 since, like, my initial man, watch, so... Dub onlys? Get yourself ready. Get hyped. You've got an amazing set of episodes ahead of you. Let me tell you, as, my, as a fellow dub watcher, you're gonna like what you see. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't think anyone can prepare themselves yeah, yeah, properly I, for what's you, to come. No, you can't. You you think you can. You, you can't. The, 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 the penultimate episode of the season is, like, the best episode of the whole show so far. Hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I, I'd argue it's has some of the best animation UFO Table has ever done. I praise. But I can't disagree. It's really pretty. I put, like, Fate, Stay Night, Heaven's Field 3 on the throne before for, like, best animation. But man, Demon Slayer came and, like, cut down its neck or something, because it's on that throne right now dancing. Just said, ha ha ha, I win the Holy Grail War by cutting your demon head off. There we go. Yeah, that's that's really how we should have ended the Fate series. And Nosuke going on to the... I mean, I guess they don't really have a stage, but, like... He would go steal the Holy Grail and then Fortnite dance or something. <laughs> I can see him do it. <laughs> Demon Slayer fake crossover. Bring it to us. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy it. But I guess moving away from the anime episodes, one other thing I wanted to just briefly talk about is uh, there's a uh, Q&A with uh, Jason DeMarco on Twitter recently. And one uh, certain reply definitely got a few people's attentions and it was regarding uh if like they're really like still trying to get demon slayer season two or if they've given up and uh 
It sounds like uh, DeMarco has given up, and which I think and, has made a few people pretty sad. It is sad. Like, honestly, while I've been somewhat defensive of, hey, I get it. They were, they're trying to push their, you know, marketplace position on streaming. I've been assuming they put it on there eventually, but I guess not. Yeah, my guess is, like, they must be charging a lot for it. And maybe things will change. I mean... It wasn't that long ago when, like, JoJo was off the table. True. And JoJo's off the table again. Thanks, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Poor JoJo. Put in Netflix jail. That is a sad fate. I still haven't watched that. I, I need to do that. Oh, part six? Part six is awesome. You oh, I've heard. Watch it. It's just, I keep forgetting it's there. Uh, that tends to happen with Netflix, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I feel like we're probably on the same page about this, but like, I'm not necessarily like sad about this. Like, I, I can take or leave Demon Slayer coming back to Tanami, but it would have been nice for it to happen. Yeah, I'm not distraught, but it would have been nice to have it. And it is a little disappointing that it's never going to happen, or at least I'll never say never. But I used to say we never get One Piece back on Toonami. I and mean, look at it. <laughs> Yeah, anything's possible if one piece of all things could come back. Makes me eternally happy that it did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like, if, you're, if you've been uh, waiting to watch this season and for some reason are listening to these episodes, uh, I, I, I'd i say go and just watch season two already. Get yourself, uh, at this point, I just say go on Crunchyroll because yeah. Funimation go bye-bye, making me very sad. Don't be like uh, our friend Sketch with Mob Psycho Season 2, who's refusing to watch the season unless it comes on Tsunami. Uh, he, I guess he's never seen that. Of course, neither am I, but that's a whole different reason. I mean, I haven't watched it either, but it's like because I just got lazy and forgot. Ah, in my case, I just didn't like Season 1 very much. Yeah, I, I know. It's okay. I'm allowed to have bad taste, I know. Meanwhile, I got through, like, 75 episodes of Prince of Tennis in, like, Oh my a few god, days. sir! I have a problem. Then again, I have gotten through, like, several random isekai shows on Crunchyroll since I got the uh, free trial of that with my Funimation account. So, I'm not exactly better. It's like, you just finish one episode, and they're in the middle of a match, and you have to keep going... Yeah, you don't want to remember. You want to how it goes. There's more matches. You have to finish the tournament, but then there's another tournament. You have to watch that tournament. You're giving me Hinamata Sumo flashbacks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like the usual sports format. It's like you train for one tournament, you play the tournament, then you train for the next tournament, play the tournament, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's that's sports anime in a nutshell. Basically. But uh, the fact that we're talking about sports is probably a good sign for us to get out of here. I think you're right, yes. So, Laser, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at LazerKidPrime. You can find me on the Toonami Faithful podcast fairly regularly, as you can also find my editorials and currently Shenmue episode reviews over on Toonami Faithful. And you can also find me on most of uh, V-Lord's podcasts, obviously here, but also on the Dumb Leaves podcast. And I need to catch up on some other things so I can do Oversoul with you again. Oh, yeah. We'd love to have you on Oversoul. I need to watch Especially more of that anime. The, 
the last batch of episodes will be coming out probably by summer. So yeah, yeah, I need to watch, watch it by th- then. I got. I need to watch that second batch. I started the second batch. I didn't finish it. Honestly, the second and third batches have been like the best batches because they condensed a lot in the first core, and now with like the second and third cores, they're going at a, like a at a more reasonable pace with it. That actually makes me happy because for me, that first part was basically refreshing what I'd read of the manga. Yeah, I mean, coincidentally, that's like basically where the uh, original anime and this anime like con- like diverged. So like the oh, original anime, it like diverged from the manga around like the end of that first core. Very interesting. But Vlord, where can people find you? Yeah, people can find me on Twitter at VLORDGTZ. And then I write various things for TsunamiFaithful.com as well as all-comic.com. So you can check out my writing over there. And then I do a bunch of podcasts. The Dumb Weebs podcast at Dumb Weebs Pod. Oversoul Shaman King podcast at Shaman King Pod. And Saturday Night Chagi at Sat Night Chagi. And then I also occasionally pop up on the Toonami Faithful podcast at Toonami Podcast. But as far as the Demon Slayer podcast is concerned you can find us on twitter at d slayer podcast on facebook at facebook.com slash demon slayer podcast and on the tsunami faithful website itself at tsunami faithful.com slash demon slayer podcast and the podcast is on basically every uh, podcast streaming platform out there at this point apple podcast pod bay Spotify, you name it, we're there. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can go find us, uh, subscribe, rate and review us, and all that good stuff, and just enjoy the episodes. And also, we recently opened up a uh, Kofi account if you want to like send us some money to keep everything churn away. It uh, takes a lot of time and effort editing these episodes, and also just like other potential costs and stuff so if you want to send some money our way for whatever reason you can uh send that over at ko-fi.com slash podcast but that about does it for this episode so we will see you guys later <laughs>